Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we are going to finish off our New Westminster's uh, trilogy. We're going to get into what we know about Queensboro, Moody Park, Connaught Heights, Sapperton. We're going to talk about the news and we've got a question of the week. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, episode 10. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Big, big deal, guys. 10 yeah. episodes. And it's the third of our trilogy, which is amazing. <laughs> our third of our our interrupted trilogy. So if you, if you want to go back and listen to, uh, is it Matt? Is it seven and eight are the first two parts? Seven and eight, and then nine was our realtor focused Coach Keith episode. And now we're back to finish off the trilogy. Uh, so yeah, just getting started here. Uh, we're here today with uh, Jeremy Ray, Matt Brabens, and my name is Jeff McLennan. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, New West. But before we get into that. Someone's What's... phone needs to go on silent. I, I stuck it on. <laughs> Look, you can even see the symbol. It's on airplane mode. We, we, I don't we made understand. it through nine episodes without dings and bings. Look, Look I think Jeff's, there's a little airplane. Jeff's phone has rang. Oh, but and... it's connected to your Wi-Fi. Ooh. Maybe. Mm, I apologize, guys. Fun fact. I'll bow out of the show. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on, Jared? What's up? Um, Not really that much because... Uh, <clears throat> Not much has changed other than uh, some sellers don't like subject to sale. What do you mean? On their properties. We had uh, wrote a subject to sale offer on a place and they just did not want to take it at all. They wouldn't even look at it? Because it just ties them up for so long. Yeah, they said, I don't want my house tied up. And and for for the audience that might not know this, subject to sale offers have a time clause and usually... You can bump the subject to sale in usually 24 or 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah, a few days and uh but no and yeah, so it was it was one of those things. Yeah, trying to think of excuses or ways to kind of navigate it and ultimately they want to buy the house and give us a month or so to sell ours. Uh but no, they didn't want to Was the agent interested. on board? Like the selling agent? I don't know, Matt. What do you, would you? Matt was actually more on point to that one, but I had the conversations with the agent. He, I would say that he understood that there is benefits with accepting a subject to sale offer, but his client refused to do it. Okay, communication was not good between the two of them. I'd say that he needs to go back and listen to episode nine with Coach Keith and get some coaching. <laughs> yeah, because his client was not understanding. You know, okay. And, and then he called me up the next day actually, and he tried. We tried to come up with some other ideas, and uh, and he said, "Well, I'm going to sort of." simplify the story short version is he said my client told me that when they went to purchase the last time they wrote a subject to sale offer and it was rejected so it was just a spite thing possibly in a different market potentially yeah i wonder and i'm just thinking of this now i wonder how much of it attributes to we've had so much we've had such a hard time trying to sell our property so the buyer subject to sale it means nothing to me because I can't sell my house. So therefore, How are you, you can't gonna... sell your house. Yeah. So right. come back to me when you can actually sell your house. Well, I'm not putting my house up for sale unless I know I can buy yours. But whatever. I mean, that's kind of how it all went down. So that kind of stuff is interesting right now when you get people like that as we transition between you yeah, know, different still, types of markets. There's a learning process there and that yeah. agents haven't dealt with in a long time. I mean, even us, we haven't 
I can't even remember the last time I wrote a subject to sale offer. I, I've written a bunch in the last four months. Hmm. It's been a, been a while I, for us. I, but... did, I did a multiple offer in December where there were three offers and we won subject to sale. What? They all came in subject to sale. Every offer was... Where, where was that? Vancouver. But you, just, you said what month? December. Okay. And it was on a high-end townhouse, which at, they they had already slowed down. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. What's going on with you, Matt? I forget now. Did I steal, <laughs> did I steal your... Uh... You stole his thunder. I had a I had another thought, and then we I got I I just jumped right in on this subject to sale business, and now it's out of my mind. So Jeff, why don't you keep talking, and I'm gonna okay. Yeah, I can go. Um, <laughs> I uh, I won a multiple offer last night. Congratulations! And uh, there, there's kind of two interesting points to this. So I won a multiple offer, and you know how when you write a multiple offer, you come in with your best shot. We came in eight grand. Under the asking price, and there were three offers. Hmm. So, now we didn't we didn't end up paying eight grand under, but that's that that's was your where, opening offer. That was yeah. our opening. We ended up winning. And the point number two, which I thought was quite interesting, we only won because the first placed offer, which was higher than us, pissed off the listing agent. Ooh, hmm. I had been told we talked about that in episode two earlier. We definitely talked about it. Go back and listen to all of our episodes, and you'll find. Uh, <laughs> the agent can, can cause more harm than good sometimes. They were looking at offers at 3 p.m. At 4 p.m., I was told, we're going with another offer. I got a call at 8 p.m. saying, I've been dealing with this for four hours. I am exhausted. If you can match X price, we'll give it to you on the spot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We had something like that and too. And X price wasn't that far off what we'd originally written, so yeah. we were like, okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. After opportunity missed, well, we have a, a property that we sold recently where essentially the price that it sold for, we had an offer on previously at that price, and we knew that that buyer was still out there and would pay that price. Yeah, but had no interest in going back to that buyer because they had just upset everybody in the process. Right, the first time around. So we said, never mind. Like we know you're willing to pay this price, but we actually just don't want you to have it at this point. Wow. <laughs> Not worth the headache. Yeah. Not worth it at all. So that's my little check in, Matt. Do you did, did you remember? Do you, do you remember putting you on the spot here? I've I've really lost track, actually. I thought I Well you've got you're bringing us the news, so we could just go into the news. Yeah, that'll be my contribution. Let's do some news. Segway. High five. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. I am enlightened. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, so I found some interesting news. Okay. I was going to do news that was sort of regional Metro Vancouver real estate news. And... Uh, in reading that, I was on the province real estate news site, and I found New West News. Oh, wow. On the province's site? Yeah. The province, the newspaper? Yeah. Or? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. The province, the newspaper. Was so, it about the train that derailed? No. Okay. I think that's just localized news. No one else cares about that because there's no hazmat situation and no one got hurt. The Victoria Hill Community Group is blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a train derailed? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm right yeah. on that little turn right before you go into the old woodland. Well, before you go into Victoria Hill. Hmm. Yeah. Are everyone okay? I think so. Yeah, they said that. I think they said no one is hurt and there's no hazmat situation. So yeah. it's not really making the news because when train cars fall and the stuff that falls out of it isn't uh, oil or coal, no one cares. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so this is different regional news. Well, it's, it's local news for us that made regional news, and that's unusual. New West usually doesn't make it into the real estate news sort of across the whole territory. And it is because of something, Jeff, uh, you brought up just before we started our show. They had a meeting last night. Oh, yes. So we'll talk maybe more about this when we get into our specific neighborhoods in Queensboro. But in Queensboro, they're proposing to build on some city-owned land. Um, modular housing intended for women who are either homeless or at risk of homelessness. This is really interesting because you've got a lot of people in the neighborhood who are doing the, yes, this is good, but not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have people I went to high school with who are kind of leading that charge. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I've got a client on who actually spoke for this for why this needs to happen and how important it is and what's going on. So my Facebook is blowing up mm-hmm. with both sides of the argument. Um, and people are really heated on on both sides, for sure. That's the news. It got heated. <laughs> yeah. So I only found this minutes before the show, so I'm kind of half Did, listening to you right what, now. What happened? Because I texted my client who was speaking right before – I'm lying – I Instagram messaged my client uh, who was speaking right before she went up to speak and just saying, like, how did it go? And she's like, oh, I, I let someone with a baby go before me, so I haven't spoken yet. And then I didn't hear anything, so I don't I don't know. Maybe she really stirred the pot. Maybe. Because it says dozens of people spoke at the hearing, which ran until well past midnight. Wow. Whoa. So things got heated yeah. and required interve- intervention by police. Huh. So the cops had Intervention to come to Intervention by police? Oh, yeah. They had to call the cops to City Hall. Oh. Mm. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Where, where, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, where... Sorry. Where, where are I, thinking of doing this? So I'm not going to say her name until she gives the okay, but can I message my client and ask if she wants to come on the show? She has her own radio show, like, and, and she's like really good. I want to know what happened. <laughs> if she's willing to come on and share, I would love to. You want, you want love the play-by-play? Yeah, play by totally. Play? You mean like right now? No, not right now. Oh, okay. we're, we're not going to drag air. Is this Queensboro, like Port Royal, Queensboro, or? Not not in there. No, it's on the site where like a lot of the parks are, like in the middle school and all that stuff. You know, the... Oh, it's near there. It's oh, really yeah. close to the middle school, is my yes, understanding. That's and that right. And that's, I think, the people who are concerned about it, that's one of their primary issues is how close it is to the middle school. Yeah. So just to kind of close out the news of what happened, I mean, the, the concept of this is pretty big, but yeah. this is a news story. So let's, let's just tell the news here. Um, opponents say it's too close to the middle school, which is across from a park uh, from the proposed development. Um, one supporter told Post Media, a small group of opponents got loud outside the hearing room. Ooh. Quoted, while outside, someone overheard them speaking about violence. 
Trudy, who declined to give her last name because she said she did not feel safe, said, The chief of police is here to speak on behalf of this project. He was alerted and called for some officers to defuse the situation and monitor it from there on. Oh, so the police on. were already there to begin with. Well, he was there as a contributor to the hearing. And he called for backup. He called for <laughs> backup. Well, well, the police chief doesn't do, like, policing. <laughs> Listen, I've seen all the Batman movies. And Commissioner Gordon is right in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Close this out. She said some supporters felt unsafe and decided to leave. Still, most of the crowd were supporters, she figures. So we're getting a lot of this from one contributor. So, I mean, I think this relates to a lot of what's going on across the the whole Metro Vancouver region, though, is that we're in a housing crisis and Mm -hmm. a lot of us are putting out a ton of our income to pay for our housing and we feel like we have very specific rights as home and landowners and uh, people are, are not very happy about bringing in, uh, I mean, there's always a segment of folks, right. Who don't yeah. want, don't want to bring in so- social housing for lack of a better term. Right. Yep. Um, into different, all sorts of different areas of Metro Vancouver. It happens a lot. Of, I mean, there's always those conversations of homelessness in Maple Ridge, Abbotsford, and of course, Vancouver. Well, and there, there is a lot of social housing in new West. Yes, there is. And it's kind of just hidden in pockets. Like a lot of it... You wouldn't even know what's there. There's... um, When I lived on Coburg Street, and this is like 20 years ago, but I think it's still there. There was a transition out of jailhouse a block from me. But I mean, those guys were on their best behavior because, I mean, they do well there. They're free. <laughs> like it. Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about this. There's halfway houses all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they seem to be really well managed and not negatively impacting the community. Those those seem to be well run. It's the homeless themselves, right? So there's a yeah. probably a really strong argument to say if you can help these people get off the street, it's going to improve your community rather than your fear of putting a homeless person into proper accommodation near your home mm-hmm. and there's so many other i'm mean, going to get get into like mental health and all this stuff but there's a lot more going on there than they just need a place to to sleep yeah yeah absolutely so this could be a this is my favorite radio word microcosm of uh <laughs> <laughs> i wish the, the the listeners could see your face as you said that you were so proud like it's like the first time my son like I'm not even going to finish that statement. The first time my son used the potty successfully, like he made that exact same face. I don't think I've got to use that word yet on the show. So, I don't think so. No, so I'm very happy. It is a microcosm of what's to come for every uh, sort of neighborhood, community, and all the rest of it. Right. Where everybody gets up in arms about protecting uh, what they've invested so much into, right? Yeah. So I think we might see a little more of that as things go on. That's, uh, that's the news. That's the news. We're going to get into finishing off talking about uh, the other neighborhoods of New Westminster. From from community news to community main topic, we're really focused today. Totally on point. Laser focused. Laser focused. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. With that money, wrong. you lost. Wrong. 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 Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. 
Okay, so we're going to finish off the New West Trilogy now. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Sapperton. We're going to talk about Connaught Heights and Moody Park. And we're going to start off with Queensboro. If you didn't hear one of the neighborhoods that you want to hear about, that means we covered it in the last episode, uh, episode 8. So why don't we start off with Queensboro, guys? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Who's, who's living in Queensboro now? Who's going to Queensboro? Um, so yeah, Queensboro. What a fun one. Um, they're they're building a, a shanty town there. Um, <laughs> I learned earlier in the episode. <laughs> Matt told you in the news. <laughs> um, it's horrible. Police have to get called in. Um, all sorts of crazy things happening. Uh, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got to say. <laughs> okay, Queensboro. Well, we found out in the news that there's a middle school there, and sort of as far as community amenities, a lot of it is centralized. Um, in that area, right? So they have an elementary school, middle school, library, community center. Yeah. And then sort of spreading east or west from that, there's two very different sort of segments of Queensboro. There's yeah, one right. that's totally. very much just detached homes, sort of a very just grid sort of setup. And then on the east side of Queensboro, what, all that land was bought up by one developer. About, Adira. No. No. <laughs> Did <laughs> I get it wrong? You Lenny, got it wrong. Lenny Moy. Yeah, Aragon. 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 Well, you're in the A's. I'm in the A's. And they rebranded it. Port Royal. Port Royal is the community. So Master Plan They're the people who did the Murano Lofts. As well. What's that? (laughs) Jeremy's favorite building. Um, So, I mean, anybody from New West that knows the Murano Lofts, you're getting very similar style of construction. Yeah, a lot of West Coast inspired, a lot of fur and all that sort of stuff. But but Port Royal was done with a big plan in mind, and it was done over, I think we're up to 12 years now. Started with some detached, and then they've got condos, they've got townhouses, and then they just finished building their their last piece, the tower, the peninsula, yeah, which was a, a real high end product. So that's its own sort of contained area. Is and that tower sold out? No, no, I didn't think so. No, no. Uh, and then there's the grid of all the residential houses, right? And then yeah. there's a, a little bit of sort of riverfront type stuff. And the the ferry is finally going. Right? You've got the Q to Q ferry yeah. running across, going from Queensboro to the Key. Which when was, they sold the like the big pitch for everyone buying over in Port Royal was, uh, don't worry, a bridge is coming. Pedestrian bridge. Have, Buy this condo. This, we're a developer, yeah. and we're going to put in. A, we're not. We're putting in. We tell you that the city has promised a pedestrian bridge because money it, money was set aside for it. Yeah, the problem is again not in my my backyard. Right, everybody on the key was like. Well, no, you can't put a bridge right beside my tower. Move it somewhere else. Yeah. And it just kept moving. We had, it, and... it was a little less about that. And they finally figured out the location. I mean, there were people whining about location. People on both sides were whining about it, though. Yeah. But the reason why it didn't happen is that because of the uh, the actual water traffic with uh, the tugboats and all the kinds Yeah, because at one point there. it was supposed to be a drawbridge, right? Yeah. They need really high clearances. Yeah. Uh, from the water levels and the water levels change a lot uh, in that section of the Fraser. So it was just incredibly expensive to create yeah. a, some sort of feat of engineering that would satisfy this and wouldn't have a massive incline that nobody would want to walk or ride their bike on. Well, and I know, was it the Laguna Towers that it was proposed to be? Because when, when eight, was, Laguna, eight Laguna was like, yeah, that, you can't put that when, there. When it was supposed to be a drawbridge and it was going to actually extend like blocking their views and stuff like it. Was, right. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was rather contentious. And it was always sort of made to seem that it was definitely going to go forward. It was I, I imagine some Port Royal residents are a little upset because they were really sold by the developer who said this is coming. I, I have firsthand experience of walking in to one of the ones on Salter. I can't remember which ones. I can't remember if it was Glass House or no, it was uh 
So there's Canoe and then Portage, which I always yeah. think is really clever. Um, <laughs> it was Portage where the developers were like, this bridge is 100% coming. And like we walked out of the site and I, my clients bought it. But I was like, no, no, no. Like this you're bridge is 100% somebody... trying to happen, but th- this is not a done deal. You're selling someone a Skytrain, essentially. Saying yeah. that if this goes in, you can walk or bike to transit. Totally. Yeah. Otherwise... It's a nightmare, potentially. Yeah, bus service to Port Royal isn't great for people who want to commute. I mean, they're they're just across the bridge from 22nd Street SkyTrain Station. But yeah. the service itself into Port Royal is not very frequent, so it's it's rather inconvenient. Now, one of the big things about Queensboro is the affordability. Huge difference. Like, massive, massive difference. Yeah, and if we haven't made this clear so far on the episode here, I apologize. Queensboro is on the other side of the river from all of the rest of New West. Right. It's, it, it, it's almost in Richmond. Like, it's right beside... It shares a border with Richmond. Parts yeah. That are, yeah. yeah, the Hamilton neighborhood, neighborhood of Richmond, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to cross the Queensboro Bridge, and uh, right at the foot of the bridge there is that shopping center as well. So there are some yeah. sort of amenities. And there's for that awesome there. pub, Frankie G's, is that the... That's the one. I love that pub. And they even have a shuttle. Yeah, they do. They'll drive you back to the, like, over the bridge. Bring you back over the bridge and bring you yeah. home. Yeah, he, he actually was just around the corner from here. Yeah, I see his, <laughs> I see his shuttle whenever I walk up to your place. <laughs> so a little kind of island-like borough community. Yeah, um, they've some, got their own version of the seawall. Yeah. <laughs> you new, can walk the river. New properties, older properties, stilted properties. Yeah, you can get it for a good price. It definitely has its own um, identity, and there yeah. is a bit of a... I want to say when kids are there and they come over to New West Secondary because everybody feeds into the one secondary school because of the regional divide being on the other side of the river and those are the friends you make and all the rest of it, it definitely creates a bit of a, a clique, I want to say almost, which I'm curious to see if that still plays out. The, as all, the Queens Burgers? Well, because Port Royal is new and a lot of the families in Port Royal, very few of them have secondary school-aged kids. Right. And when that starts to happen, they start coming over. We'll see if that maybe changes. So who of your buyers are buying in, in I, Queensboro? I, I had a possession in Queensboro today. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, family yep. coming young in families. from... No, not young. He nope. was... He was uh, he's probably in his 50s, but his kids still live with him. Um, he's coming from Edmonton and... Uh, price point was good. Price point was fantastic. Is we, your car I should, dependent? He wanted a townhouse. And I showed him what he could get townhouse wise in New West and in the rest of New West and what he could get in Queensboro. And he was like, Well, only show me Queensboro. And uh we we bought a nice little little townhouse. He's got enough bedrooms for all his kids. It's it's well built, it's newer. Uh one thing we haven't mentioned, I think that's important that people know if they don't, is Queensboro is a floodplain. So you're not getting basements. Right. And you you do have to worry about just like Richmond, right? You've got to worry about the it's on it's on reclaimed land, essentially, is it not? It's it's silt. Yeah. Kind of built yeah. by a sandbar. Yeah. Turn, so. Turned island. Yeah, so as just to break it down for Queensboro, you get good value for your money. Yes. Uh, people get really concerned about uh, bridge traffic and how that impacts their lifestyle. That's gotten better, though. Is it gotten a lot better? My observations as a resident is that it's a very small window of time where yeah. the lineups exist around that bridge. Yeah. And because you're already in Queensboro and you want to hop on the bridge and get over, you're kind of already at the front of the line. It's a pretty short wait. And especially Port Royal. I think Port Royal is really changed. Like that's a very different, it's almost its own little community within a hundred percent. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is very much a bedroom community. Yeah. Um, I had some people who lived there who, you know, were retired Yeah, and, uh, they felt that the community was just very 
it was too quiet and boring mm-hmm. in the daytime. Everybody was at work. Right. Everybody was gone to work and it just, it just died. And then at 5.30, all of a sudden, everybody's home. So people who work and come home and commute and they, they all think the community is vibrant and active and it's amazing and they love all their neighbors. Right. But it's only after 5 p.m. on weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good fit for a lot of people, though. I find a lot of young families really, really love the Port Royal community. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because it's got a good housing mix. So you see just a, a, yeah. lot, a lot of people can come through and they're all, it's very dense, right? Yeah. So should we cross the bridge and head over to 22nd Street Station in Connaught Heights? Sure. Sounds okay. good. So if we cross the bridge and you go over the Queensborough Bridge, essentially you come up and if you start going up the hill, you're on 20th Street. Mm-hmm. If you go west of 20th Street, you're in Connaught Heights. And if you go east, you end up in what in New West is called the West End. Right. So Connaught Heights, Jer? Um, and Connaught Heights, I mean, like the boundaries that sort of 20, 20, is 20th, right? 20th, yeah. 20th, yeah. Um, to an outsider, not a lot of difference between the two. No, you wouldn't necessarily know that you're on one side or the other. You can usually tell because cannot you can see the SkyTrain from a big portion, like the SkyTrain, the track yeah, itself. I guess lower, itself. yeah, lower west end, or, lower west end. You would or see you it have too, the but... quietest neighbors ever. Yeah, the graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's like a Jewish cemetery. It I is think. a Jewish cemetery. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a great cemetery. One of the one of the best. <laughs> what? Um, sorry, as a uh, big fan, big fan of cemeteries. Just, it's just so quiet. Just keep it's digging nice. that hole, man. <laughs> Some people don't like cemeteries. for the cemetery. Uh, but anyways, quiet neighbors. Uh, what else can we say about cemeteries? Um, Why don't you talk about the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. So they so they have a cemetery. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping Jer on topic. Um, what can we say about Connaught? Well, uh, well, it, it's cheaper than the West End. You're saying that it used be, to be cheaper. Because, well, it's I still a little it, bit cheaper. It's cheaper because there's a good chance you're either looking at a cemetery or looking at the tracks or both. Right? Like that that brings the values down. There used sure. to be a pretty black and white divide, though, where you could actually see a. a the a lines bigger, have been blurred, for sure. Yeah. Well, no one has anything. Post war bungalows. Um, some walkability because you've got the SkyTrain station there. Um, new official community plan they're bringing towers to your <laughs> to your neighborhood yeah um on the lower side yeah what it was versus what it is and what it's going to be are three very 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 different things yeah it's still very much in transition yeah so what it was a long time ago before 86 and the SkyTrain came in is it was very very quiet mm-hmm. and then the SkyTrain came in and uh, that changed their community a ton because, like you said, Jeff, you can see the train. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the noise is right in your backyard. It goes over some of the houses. <laughs> it's very intrusive for for a certain segment of them. And then, and then more today uh, with the Queensboro Bridge right there. Twentieth Street is a major feeding route for people coming from Vancouver, Burnaby, those kind of areas. They come right down Twentieth to get onto that bridge. Yeah. That's and, the queue, yeah. Yeah, so they're all they're lined up the entire length of 20th for all of the access points for Connaught Heights. So as a resident, uh, that's a long period of time where you kind of just feel locked in. Mm-hmm. It's very inconvenient. It's not an enjoyable part of the lifestyle. And a lot of people trying to get around that lineup uh, rip through that neighborhood. Yeah, cutting through your neighborhood. So they put a lot of traffic calming up and closed off access to a lot of the streets. Yeah. And that's today. And do then, you, Do you see walkability improving in uh, Connaught and West End? Well, okay, so so today, 
maybe I could say that I see it improving because right now they can walk to 22nd street SkyTrain station and that's fantastic. That's always been a good thing for them, um, for access. And then I think what we're talking about for tomorrow, what's coming is a lot of increased, uh, density development. And that will probably come with commercial that will really change things. Kind of like what we talked about last episode about new West, how the SkyTrain new station with the commercial and residential above really changed the identity there. Um, so yeah. Jeff, do you want to talk more about kind of what's proposed for Connaught Heights around the station there? Um, I, I actually, so I don't know that I've ever actually sold a home in Connaught Heights. I've, <laughs> I've shown it. Um, but I, I don't pay a whole ton of attention to it because for, for whatever reason, I don't get a lot of buyers. Well, I, I've never had a seller in there and I don't get a lot of buyers, who are looking for it. So I, I actually don't know what's proposed in there. Okay. You get people that are, it's because it's so close to Burnaby. Yeah. It's almost like a Burnaby. Outs, um, yeah. Like it's your, if you're getting pushed out of Burnaby to buy a house, see, I used, something really I used close. to take those people to the West end. Yeah. Connaught has always attracted, um, excuse me if you live in Connaught Heights and you find this maybe insulting, but this is my observation. Uh, folks who are, who are maybe just uh, willing to make some compromises uh, for the sake of the budget. Right. Right. You can t- typically get a little bit of a better price. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're budget conscious, Connaught Heights offered some options for you. Um, and now it's all detached homes there right now. Yeah. Uh, but what happened is we talked about the official community plan in part one of this trilogy. Yeah. And that's episode seven. And in the community plan, they identified virtually everything within like sort of throwing distance of 22nd Street Station for high density development. We're talking towers. High rises. Yeah. So you're going to get some new amenities yeah. coming soon and horrible traffic. That would be fantastic for Kanad Heights if they can put commercial space at the bottom of those towers. Like if you've got little stores and things going yeah. on there. Yeah. I think that, and then all of a sudden, you might actually want to stop at Twenty Second Street Station, even if you don't live yeah. there. Like there might be a reason to get off there, other than to catch a bus, or or, or, walk or home. if Twentieth goes directly onto a bridge. Yeah, because well, adding thousands of units to, to that neighborhood's not going to help things. That'll that will be a challenge when they do the development. But that whole interchange was only updated less than ten years not ago for ago. that bridge. So well, and I know they've packaged some of the houses on Marine together. So are those possible towers in there? Uh, yeah. So they've got a number of different land assemblies that are for sale right now. And I think have, have offers accepted that are going through their feasibility studies as far as development plans go. Right. So we've got towers, then we've got townhouses. So there's a number of them on 6th Ave right now that are that are for sale as a land assembly and that's for townhouse development. Yeah. So it depends on as you right immediately next to the SkyTrain station, sort of assume towers and then yeah. the next phase sort of condos and townhouses. And then as you spread a little further, then it must remain detached only right? right so it's good that the identity there is going to change a lot and that will mean a lot more for the west end residents as well so west end has always had higher demand higher values it's a really nice community but it's always been a bit disconnected from walking to the store and getting a couple for of sure. things yeah so that could be a big difference there because the west end residents do really like to be able to have a short walk to 22nd street station when they're getting on the train that has been a nice li- nice lifestyle sort of perk for them mm-hmm. compared to let's say a glenbrook resident right right 
So um, that being said, let's cross 20th, then head over to the West End. Jeff, you kind of talked about that. You know, we had some didn't clients. did we do the West End we kind of did. Time? We kind of did them together. No, we didn't bit. do the West End in Moody Park in the last episode. Oh, I didn't have the West End on my list. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, we can talk about the Yeah, West I feel End. like you know a couple things about it. I, I know one or two <laughs> things about it. Uh, my, my three favorite streets in New West that don't live in Queen's Park are in the West End. Uh, can you guess what they are? I do. And Sixth Ave, yeah. Eighth Ave, and do want to say twentieth? Yeah, Jerry, you got all of them. No, uh, Edinburgh, London. What's the other one? I'm having Dublin. a blank. Dublin, Dublin. Dublin. My so, three favorite sorry, streets that I sorry, can't name. Sorry, my Irish background. <laughs> uh, sorry, I let you guys down. So, did you say Edinburgh or Edinburgh? I said Edinburgh, but people say both. Yeah, but one's right. Which one do you think is right? <laughs> the one that's right. Which one do you think is right? Which one do you think is right? Edinburgh is correct. Yeah, that's correct. But Edinburgh correct. is colloquially not used. not correct at not all. Not acceptable. Not at all. No. Okay, so both of you moved to New West. Growing up, no, a lot of people say doesn't Edinburgh. make it doesn't no, it, make it, it right. Isn't. So I say Queensburg. Does that make it right? No, but you're not a majority. I'm going to start spreading that, sure. and then all of a sudden, it's going to so, be an. Um, a, col- a colloquialism. My, my mother-in-law minister? corrects me every time when I say hummus. Because hummus is not the actual way you say the word. In the area of the world where it was originated, the correct word is hummus. And I feel like a moron saying that here because everybody would stare at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. But Edinburgh is maybe some people say it wrong in New West, but to everyone it's. You guys want to like uh, block so, off a good five minutes for this debate? <laughs> sure. Sorry. My, my, maybe my, this is an episode eleven. My my point is, if half of the people say Edinburgh in New West, then it has become an acceptable name for for the street. Even uh, though you are correct, it is not the correct way. Like I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just saying if. If the, a big chunk of the residents say it, and also, do you correct your clients when they say it? Like, you're like, actually. I hear realtors say it. Realtors say it all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. I say it half the time. So, anyway, I might have so said for it. clarification, uh, Edinburgh, Ed- nice street. So, great streets, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Dublin, um, similar to Connaught, kind of up on a hill. Yeah, nice. Kind of walkable. It does span over to 12th. So you, you, if you're closer to sort of 12th Street. Yeah, without trying to get into every little detail of the neighborhood, its identity is that it's primarily detached homes. And historically over the years, uh, when people get in there, they don't like to leave. Nice they, big lots. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, I mean, it used to be that you would buy a starter home in the neighborhood. Yeah. And then you would sell that starter home and stay in the neighborhood and buy a bigger home. Yeah. Uh, and that was really it. And once people got in, they did not want to leave. It is a very big, sort of expansive, detached neighborhood as far as New West goes. And because of the size of that, that's where, as I was saying before, walkability to shops and that kind of stuff is yeah. limited. It's definitely a car dependent. If 12th Street was more populated, like right now, they they kind of like some, there's some restaurants there now and things like that. A really great guitar shop. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a commercial drive. And then you have the West End, Moody Park, kind of flanking either side. Um, the the other thing um, that's interesting, because you, you said a lot of times when people are coming from Burnaby, they want to go to Connaught. They really also want to go to the West End, right? Like, I've been I've done open houses in the West End where people have been like, this is so nice. What part of Burnaby am I in? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was sort of that first 
stop, right? Yeah. You know, there's those people who didn't really want to leave Burnaby or even Vancouver. They yeah. felt it was close enough. It made their commute manageable. They were still kind of connected, which is very different than going to Sapperton. Oh, yeah. If you're in the West End and you want to commute to Vancouver, I mean, you can get on Marine Drive fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're and you're gone. You're out of town, right? So that was always appealing for people who were considering New West as sort of this new sort of foreign option. I think that's why the West End always did really well as far as prices too. But as prices have climbed and climbed so quickly, um, all of our neighborhoods in New West have kind of lost their their identity that way. Yeah. Where Sapperton and the West End used to have massive discrepancies in values. And now it feels like that's not the case at all. It's just, just get me a house anywhere in New West. So do you think there is an identity of the average West End buyer, or do you think it's just someone who wants to move to New West now? I think it's just someone who wants to move to New West. It's not yeah. It's not what it was before where you sell your starter home and buy the next one. Yeah. Most of our house buyers are like, what are the kind of the good spots in New West? And yeah. it usually comes down to maybe, I would say, architecture. If someone's like, no, I like the 100-year-old house. They're going to be Queensbrook. Our, uh, Queens, <laughs> that was from last episode or <laughs> the one before um, Qu- Queens Park Glen- you're just making up all these words and you seem Queensbrook. to think it's totally acceptable well I'm campaigning for Queensbrook to be a, a new neighborhood but stop um, post-war bung- <laughs> post-war bungalow so your partner is saying that you're doing damage to your team here <laughs> um, anyways so I mean people that were that liked a post-war bungalow yeah. on, on a nice big lot they're open to, yeah, I think they're open and, to West End. And builders love West End. Yes. They do love tearing down that house. Like, like there are a lot of new homes in the West End. I think because the lots are big and it, it, they tend to be very flat, right? Yes and no. I mean, there's definitely no, some... No, they don't tend to be flat? No, they don't. Oh, I feel like there's... There's, there's a, some big elevation changes through the West End as you go up the hill there, right? Yeah. um, But they like to build there because of its proximity to Burnaby. It attracts, you know, just attracts, it attracts that kind of money that you can get for a brand new home. There are a lot. I just want to clarify though. Like you're right. Not all of the West End is flat, but a lot of those chunks where builders have built, you do see a lot of fairly big flat lots. Well, they level them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of them have a have a bigger elevation change than others, but yeah. they're not a hundred percent flat. Um, versus, like a lot of what you see in Queens Park and and Glenbrook is uh, to me a lot more flat. Um, you you think Queens Park is more flat than the West End? Yes. Yeah. No, it's all one giant hill. Once you're in your pocket of Queens Park, you're so you're if you're talking about flat. Upper Queens Park, Upper Queens Park. Well, if you're above third, sure. Upper Queens Park tends to be flat. But, I mean, the lower end of Queens Park is all hill. I yeah, mean, but that's, that's just Queens Avenue. No. It, there's so a if lot you're a listener hill. and you, uh, you know your geography, <laughs> you have some topographical maps, <laughs> feel free to challenge uh, these guys. Anyway, you'll notice a lot more retaining walls New in the is West a hill. End. There's no way around it. The whole thing yeah, is the a whole, hill. The whole thing is a hill. Yeah, yeah, I guess we're arguing about so which have, part of how the much, hill is bigger. <laughs> what's more hilly? It's all hilly. Okay, so so the West End and then there's Moody Park. And, and when we're talking to clients at this point now, we just kind of batch them together. Mm-hmm. They do have sort of a, a geographical divide at 12th Street, but they're the same style of homes. Sure, Moody Park might have a little bit of older houses it's kind of a smaller little little pocket. Um, and it used to be cheaper, a little bit cheaper than West End. There yes. was a time. Yeah. Would you say that's still true? I don't think so. No. At this point in New West, a house is a house. People just want to get yeah. in, right? And and because of the, the change in philosophy with buyers, we've talked about this in Glenbrook, being close to amenities and that kind of stuff. Moody Park is closer. Good. Good, good schools, outdoor pool, Moody Park. 
the park itself <laughs> the park the park itself um, yeah you know and the, and the community the neighborhoods around there are all or the neighbors around there are all great if you're buying a detached house you know yeah. so it's a great neighborhood for the most part in. it's all single family houses well for what we deal with on a, a resale side um, yeah. another part of it is mls boundaries yeah but there are some apartments but they're not uh strata right they're rental buildings so we don't deal with them if we're talking about people who are buying and selling cool right Okay, so that's sort of the mishmash because in the first tour through the neighborhoods, we went sort of from the river and moved up north and cut right up to Uptown, which uh, is flanked by Glenbrook and Moody Park. So now we've got to shift ourselves all the way across town and go over to Sapperton, and that will be... It will be quick because there's not a lot to say about Sapperton. There's so little to say No, I feel like you guys don't have opinions on it much at all. Yeah. Should we start with what it was? The rebrand? You want to go with the, re- or the rebrand? Sure, I guess we can talk about the rebrand. People coming into town really have a different idea of what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess just to, to recap, uh, a pretty decent mix of single-family homes, uh, apartments, rentals. Um, but there's a big new development that's going up, West Group's building. And they kind of took it upon themselves to call Saperton Brewery District. Um, because there was, was it Molson or Labatt? What was the, I think it was, M- it was Labatt. Was it Labatt? Le- Molson's the one by Granville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big, big Labatt brewery, um, that took up, I think that whole footprint of the lot, mm-hmm. um, West group bought it, put up some medical offices, uh, thrifties foods, uh, I guess Brown's is there now, but it's almost like a downtown new West, like. The 2.0 or yeah it's kind next. of a cool little spot um i still i find for like my my clients a lot of times if they're looking for that urban lifestyle they're going to downtown new west unless the, like unless that was actually cheaper which it's not because they're getting kind of similar prices that we see in downtown new west mm-hmm. people say oh i'd rather just kind of do downtown yeah are you kind of experiencing that too or i i in all honesty i kind of steer if you're a condo buyer, now houses are an entirely different mm-hmm. thing, but if you're buying a condo, I tend to steer people uh, away from some of the newer developments in in Sapperton. There's three in particular that have had definitely had some issues, right? Yeah, there were like two thousand eight ish builds. Yeah, there there were a lot, and and I mean a lot of those problems are being resolved, and I think they're probably okay now. Like I I used to really steer people away from the Sherbrooke. Uh, low rises, um, but I, I they seem to have their stuff. They kind seem of figured to have out. figured it out. They've got rental restrictions in there now, and yeah, and I think better. I think they did. They end up suing the developer. Uh, we probably don't want to get. <laughs> I didn't keep a very close eye on that one. Yeah, I like there, you, there I was, just kind of steer away. There's a story with with kind of a lot of the newer buildings there where you you know you yeah, and and I I know one of the other towers, which is which is the tower with the cladding issues. Anvil. And yeah, 200 Kiri. Yeah, I mean, I they have a current lawsuit going on it's with still, their, with it's their still ongoing, yeah. developer. So I mean, I I I have tended to steer people away, even though I think Sapperton's such a cool neighborhood, and I mean, Columbia Street, like all the shopping there, yeah. is so fantastic now. Only going to get better. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah, Wesker built great products. They're yeah. Nice tower there. They're actually they're putting a rental tower in, yeah. and then they're doing uh, more of the residential. And for years, I would tell people that Sapperton had, was sort of the um, latent potential 
neighborhood of New West. Like it was the area that was getting better, but nobody had figured it out yet for houses. I think we're past that now. I think I think the secret's out of the bag. But I mean, a lot of young families buying in in Saperton. Um, I, I think kind it's, of smaller houses, a little bit smaller lots. Yeah, they're smaller typically. lots. They've got that typical Saperton lot, right? That um, they all have, which is a little bit smaller, but it means it's more affordable. And Saperton went from like when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to go to Saperton. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah, Saperton was really rough when when I was a kid. Um, I remember that too. Yeah, you remember that as a New West guy. Um, but uh, but I mean now, like you go down there, they've got the new park that they've put in. It's all it's all kids. Like it's a fantastic, really cool neighborhood now. Yeah, no one's steering anybody away from Safferton as far as the what the community has to offer. Totally right. And yeah. it's funny too because I mean you weren't weren't allowed to go to Safferton in general as a kid, but there was also a real dividing line between upper and lower. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, yeah. So lower being below Columbia Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can really, you can still kind of feel it when you drive down those streets. That yeah, that line, like the the um, the difference between that is much less than it was. But yeah, there is still there's a difference between yeah, above I, and below Columbia. I would I would live in a home in Lower Sapperton. I would, but I'm yeah. but you can still as a consumer just drive down the street and see like, "Oh, I can see how it's just a little different here versus there." But we really know this stuff. We really notice this stuff. And Sapperton for our our buyers who it used to be when we were selling somebody was buying a house in, in New West and they were working with us, it usually meant they were selling a condo in New West. Mm-hmm. They had some sort of previous attachment to New West, and if they were willing to go to Sapperton, it, in their minds felt like some sort of compromise. Yeah. Right? It was like, oh, I guess I'm going to Sapperton. But, yeah, you know. I used to really have to have a talk with house buyers about like, no, like this is a cool neighborhood that you can get in on and it's going to explode down the road because yeah. – and, uh, and, and when the market – yeah, but when the market exploded, I feel like that just got completely ignored because the buyers for New West just were coming from Vancouver and they had no – preconceived notions of one no, neighborhood there was no versus bias another. against Sapperton from the Vancouver buyer. No. They'd never heard of Sapperton, and if they had, it got rebranded to the brewery district. <laughs> yeah, which was really well marketed by West Group. And Gentrification. For, you know, for a lot of people, if you're a consumer or if you're a commuter and you commute by car, Sapperton can actually work really well because you just hop on the, the Braid Street yeah. uh, like brunette exit right on Highway 1. Versus if you're sort of in New West, you have to sort of wiggle your way around to actually get on the highway. So it became quite accessible that way. Mm-hmm. So it had a real transformation that what it was and now what it is, people don't give it a negative stereotype. It is really commuter friendly with two SkyTrain stations and access to the highway. It's got all of the community resources. It's just for people who are starting out. I agree with you, Jeff. I have a really hard time putting them into Sapperton in a condo beyond either something that's really old that was built usually in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. What that's I a said good starter. That doesn't apply to the... I'm talking about the... I know, the I agree. Yeah, it's the, there's yeah. three buildings and we, we know what they are and they are on paper always look attractive to our clients and we have to explain to them why we have to maybe reconsider. So it's either you buy something built in the 70s or you buy something from the West Group development that is just a couple years old and that's a, a big price tag. Right. So for some people it works, some people it doesn't. Um and then there is the industrial area below there, which obviously doesn't fit into our mm-hmm. uh, responsibility as residential realtors. How do we think, or do we think, speaking of that industrial area, so um, the private school is going to be opening up in that um, 
and again, I'm just having a day full of blanks. The private school is Urban Academy. Urban Academy. Academy. Um, so they're going in there. Does that change anything for Sapperton? No. No, I'd never thought about it, but I don't think it does. Yeah. It's private, right? Like, I, it's, like people feed into that school from all over. They, they draw people from a half-hour drive in every direction. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's a really convenient location, though, for families who are coming from. I think they, they do attract a lot of families from Tri-Cities. They do get Coquitlam families for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty convenient to be able to kind of hop over that way and, and, and get them in there. It looks like a fantastic facility that they're building. The, the West Group's building it. <laughs> the, the plan for it is very impressive. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's a, a non-denominational private school. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, independent school. And it's it had started off with a really small student base, but it's growing. Um, yeah. But I think it's it's really well run and the families who are there are, are really passionate about it. So it's it's a good thing for New West. And it hasn't come up yet at all in our our trilogy here about new west no. as a, an amenity um because it's you know but it's it's an optional thing for people and it's also very affordable all things considered for an independent school you think i'm wrong on that it, i think it's reasonable it's more expensive than the private school i was paying for in vancouver okay hmm. now it wouldn't be if they didn't require that twenty thousand dollar deposit okay Gotcha. Refundable. Yeah. yeah, you get it back when your school. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we need to sell the the, the payment model on the school. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think overall it's it's reasonably priced, and because it, it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily only attract really affluent families. There's a pretty good mix in terms of of uh, different income levels. Yeah, uh, at that school. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, so. It, it, and it's cool because it's non-denominational, right? Like there's there's a lot of private schools that have yeah, a no, religious no base. religious affiliation but, or anything. Yeah, so I think it's good for the neighborhood because so it's too. creating a nice big uh, new amenity. It's attracting new families to the area. And maybe maybe it will attract people who want to live there. Say, so, well, my kid's going to school here. Yeah. And here's the grocery store. Here's the SkyTrain. All this stuff is here. I mean, why not? Let's, let's get in here. There's some really nice houses. They've got some nice character. Well, it, it's school all the way through, right? Like K to 12 now, yeah. K to 12. I think they even do pre-K. Um, yeah, but so they can, I mean, you're going to be there for a while if you're starting <laughs> your kid there. So maybe you want to be in Saverton and you want to be able to just walk down to the school with your kid in the morning. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it might be on a related note. We talked about how it was branded as the brewery district and it's been given sort of these tags and advertising, it really right? really drives me nuts. <laughs> it, it, how about how, uh, did, did you guys ever read the articles about how it's, it's the next sort of like brooklyn yes i did i and that whatever that article was about new west yeah the next brooklyn that got play because i had buyers coming in from vancouver being like so i hear this is the new brooklyn they say that about it's like marketing speak every developer does it this is the next yale town yeah you see people calling surrey the next yale town yeah yeah um parts of wally got branded the next yale town (laughs) Yeah, and we we know the guy who came up with that tag, right? That was all. The thing is, what I want consumers to understand, I talk about this article that talked about it being Brooklyn. Yeah. That was not an article written by some sort of journalist or real estate specialist who writes articles. That's what's called as an advertorial. Yeah. It was presented as an article and people think that it is in the publication it exists in but it's written entirely by the developer fully biased article they're, they're just creating a new neighborhood they're creating a, an entire brand they're not just selling a building they're creating yeah 
a community. Yeah. It's me. It's like me saying to someone at Safeway, "Have you heard of this new street in the U.S. called Edinburgh? It's the latest. It's amazing." I'm going to jump across the table <laughs> on you. <laughs> I will knock you out. <laughs> yeah. So. Be really aware when you're reading up on new developments. They are they are the masters yeah. of spin and marketing with this stuff. Just like we talked about earlier in the episode about how Aragon told everybody there's a pedestrian bridge coming from Queensborough to to the Key. Yeah. That you walk in that sales center, they tell you unequivocally you are getting a pedestrian oh, crossing. It was, here's where the bridge, it was here's not where a the question. Br- they, yeah, they here's had it where on the, the map. bridge is going. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then West Group. Hey, good developers. They 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 build good product, but the pitch on the community. This is my problem with developers. I guess it's not my problem with developers. They have a job. They're selling stuff. They pay these salespeople. But the person who is standing there in the sales center is not your friend. (laughs) They will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. Oh, the girl was so nice to me. I didn't really feel like I needed a realtor. She answered all of my questions. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no accountability. Um, Well, is there anything else? There's a hospital there. If you're a nurse, nurse, doctor. Oh, yeah. We kind of missed that. Um, hospital. Great hospital. Yeah. I was, I was born quick, in that hospital. Quick service. Yeah. Some of us were born in that hospital. It, um, it attracts. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, they're, and they're expanding, right? So it's a great place to have a rental property. Yep. Yep. And they have a helicopter. Right? Oh, yeah. You want to rent to a nurse? Yeah. Like, There's no shortage of demand yeah. for renters. Uh, so it's a great area in that sense, but oh yeah, Jeremy mentioned the helicopter. Great, great, ex- fast, expedited service. Uh, <laughs> it means I can't fly my drone in New West because of the helicopter <laughs> pad. <laughs> well, okay, uh, keep that in mind if you're going to come into Sapperton and ask where the helicopter. <laughs> if, uh, if you're a drone pri- pilot and you're thinking of coming to Sapperton, yeah. we won't tell you which buildings, but there's a couple of buildings that are extremely close to a helipad. <laughs> yeah, and the flight path too, right? So watch out for that. Uh, we had some questions though about Sapperton. Oh yes, we did. So uh, let's uh, let's get into the question of the week. Check out the big brain on Brad. How's that working out for you? What? Being clever. Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, so uh, we've got a two-part question here uh, from Dave M. And uh, Dave writes, he's been finding us uh, very informative, uh, and he feels like uh, we could talk a lot more about each area. He's interested to hear our Sapperton segment, which, Dave, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, He just listened to our latest episode, and he has, uh, true or false, are there houses in Fraserview as part Question number one. Okay, so if you were listening to episode eight, part two of the New West it's Trilogy. It's not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did sort of, we moved through Fraser View kind of quickly. Yeah. And we referenced all of the condos, the mix of condos and townhouses that exist there. But we didn't really talk about detached. My answer, though, is true. There certainly are houses. We didn't give them much attention, though, in the episode. I'll no. mention that. Yeah, there certainly are. And I think one thing that's worth clarifying is now he mentioned in his email Queens Park 2. And mm-hmm. I think he was referring, thinking that that was in Fraser View, which I could. But so Queens Park 2, which streets are those? <laughs> it's Glenbrook Drive. It's Glenbrook Drive, which is this really awesome street. It is. Um, on MLS, where is that actually categorized? Fraser View. Is it Fraser View? 
No. Is it? I don't know. I always think of it as it's complete. Like, I have clients who only want to see houses on Glenbrook Drive. Um, so the, what I, it is a fantastic street. It's really good houses. It drives me crazy that the subdivision gave itself this name, Queens Park 2. It's kind of like how West Group called itself yeah, the they, Brewery District. Yeah, they rebranded themselves Queens yeah. Park 2. Yeah. Are, now, was that a realtor? I feel like a realtor started that. What do you mean? It's on the sign. Is there an actual physical Queens Park 2 sign? Yes. Okay, It's I'm... across from CGP. 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 Canada Games Pool, for those who don't. Okay. I feel like maybe before that sign, there was a realtor who wrote that in her write-up. That sign's been there since the subdivision was built. I've never seen this sign. People love marketing Queens Park, though. Yeah. There's the yeah. there's a, there's townhouses. Uh, there are townhouses in Queensboro called Queens Park. Yeah. The residences at the townhouses at the yeah. Queens Park at the Queensboro. Queensburg. Oh, yeah. oh, fun fact. They spelt it. It's spelled Glenbrook without an E at the end. Just to keep it interesting. Yeah. That's is, another fun new S fact, though. Yeah. Uh, the French French spelling. I, I love that. So the houses on Glenbrook in Queens Park 2 are not in Glenbrook or Queens Park. Well, technically, it's Glenbrook. <laughs> Glenbrook North is what we talk about. Yeah, yeah. But we just call that Glenbrook. Yeah. We're getting real inside baseball here right now. Um, okay. So do we have an answer? Is Fraser it, View. Okay. So it is Fraser View. It is Fraser View. I just always think of it as an extension of... Uh, like Victory Heights. Well, and it's kind of in the middle, right? Like it could almost be Sapperton. It's right on the border there. Yeah, it, it could almost be the Heights. It fits like, in everywhere. It's just if yeah. you want a nice house. If somebody comes to me, I'm not saying I'm only going to show you listings in certain neighborhoods it, of New West. It fits in everywhere except Queens Park and Glenbrook North. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we may have covered this already, but Dave, Dave wrote uh, uh, for newcomers: Why is the area called the Brewery District? Yeah, we talked about that. Which we talked about. And then the final question, which I think Matt has an answer for, is who owns the Scooby-Doo haunted house across from the Save-On, and what is the plan for it? Okay, so this house, uh, Jer mentioned when he's talking about all the shops that were added by West Group Development there, he mentioned Thrifty Foods. It's no longer a Thrifty Foods, though. It's now a Save-On Foods. Because there was a monopoly, and they broke the monopoly, and then... Put Save-On Foods everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. Thanks, competition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's too many Safeways in New West. And Safeway owns Thrifties. I, Safeway I owns yeah. Thrifties, yeah. So yeah. once Safeway bought Thrifties, they said, well, you've got Safeway's got too many stores in New West. So they took a bunch of Safeway stores away, yeah. including the Thrifties. So now we have less product that, mix. That whole thing is insane. Yeah, and they replaced all of them with Save on Foods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anywhere else where that's happened, where Competition Bureau came in and said, we don't like how your uh, grocery stores are laid out in your city. We're going to make... So you're going to turn into a save-on. Um, that thrifties, or we'll make that one a save-on. Um, and then Safeway, you're cool over there. You get a save-on. You get a save-on. You get a save-on. And they basically just came in and told everyone, no. And Sapperton loved their thrifties. I well, like the thrifties. I used to go to Yeah, it was fantastic. When you had some extra sort of product mix right different choices and now all it is is that every sub choices area is, uh, we still have That's a, a choice we still have <laughs> who's on first <laughs> every sub area of new west now has a save on foods yeah. yeah where it used to be that if you were in a sub area you kind of had different options it was unbelievable though the grocery store <laughs> shuffle so annoying okay so back to anyway, back to anyway. dave's question yeah thrifty's is now Save On Foods, and across from it uh, is this Scooby-Doo house, he calls it. First time I've heard of that. 
I, I knew exactly what he meant when he said it, though. <laughs> Is it because there's a bunch of doors that and the dog that chases them through the doors? That's exactly they, why, yeah. No, what, why is it a Scooby, Scooby-Doo house? Because it looks like a haunted house, right? Oh, I thought that, that one was in Queen's Park. On Edinburgh? There's no Edinburgh in Queen's Park, Jeff. That's in Queen's Park, too, on Glenbrook? <laughs> <sighs> what's on second? <laughs> no, what's on third? <laughs> So, anywho, okay, he's on first. <laughs> Just film guy. Okay, uh, this Scooby Doo house, I I didn't really. I mean, I knew there was a couple of weird old houses on Columbia Street there, and I didn't know where they fit and where they belonged. I don't know who owns it, and I'm not going to go through any uh, private investigator type links to find out who owns it. Right. But I'm curious to know what the future of that house might look like. Yeah. So condos. Well. First, you look. I looked at Google Street View. What does it look like? It looks like a haunted house, and it's surrounded by commercial properties on either side. Um, but then I pull up a map view, and that lot extends for like 300 feet in from Columbia Street. Really? Even though it's a normal width lot. Hmm. Wow. And then I pulled up the OCP, or community plan, to say, what is the city said could be the potential for this thing? And they omitted it. It is. It, it, it's omitted. The rest of the block they is They drew all, around it. Yeah, they drew around <laughs> it. It still has to stay residential. So... I don't. Do you remember I I talked about uh, Angelo who would ask where's the beef? Yeah, <laughs> Angelo had a lot of sayings, and he would refer to something like that as a fub. Angelo liked the idea of developing things. I don't know if he ever did, uh, but a fub was uh, somebody who effed up the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Scooby Doo's fault. Well, but you don't know, did Scooby-Doo hold out when everybody else wasn't? No, the or? city, no, this, as a homeowner, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, if the city wants to designate that your lot fits, I think the reason why it wasn't included is because of the 300-foot depth. Right. It would have brought all of that commercial space up uh. into the residential area. So the size of its lot being really appealing for development is actually what has ruined it. It's weird that they wouldn't say like, okay, but you can subdivide this section off for commercial use and not... They, well, they won't say no to that. You could go and you could yeah. ask and you could do a rezoning application and you could draw new lines and create you know, a separate lot that fits within the commercial boundaries. But they can't just draw it in red for commercial on the plan oh, right. because that would send all of that red zone up into the commercial yeah. area, or into, yeah. sorry, into the residential area. Right. That and it's sense. not a corner lot. It's... No. No. Yeah. So there's... It's a sandwich. How do you subdivide it? Well, it has a lane, but yeah, the access, no, no, you're right though. The access and the exposure to the other areas, it's a real funny anomaly. You, you get, you do have houses that are on lanes though, like in Queens, like just, uh, just off of Queens RBS. Ave, there's. Those that, are actually named streets. But that is a lane. Like it. But historically before it was a, a lane, it was a street. And you're not going to sell. You could sell a chunk of that to one of the neighboring houses. Yeah. But as soon as they know there's condos going up, <laughs> it's a really weird one. There's like six houses that back onto it. Huh. It's a weird one. This is a great radio. Well, that does look cool. <laughs> wow. You don't have a picture either. <laughs> okay. Amazing. I can't believe. Anyway, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I. Because of what you're saying about how there's, there it doesn't have access on an actual named street. That one might just be the fub, right? For eternity, yeah. <laughs> so 
And maybe that's why that house just still sits there today, because who wants to buy a 30,000 square foot lot right. that you can't subdivide? Hmm. I'm not interested in that. Hmm. Like you have no access to it. It's just, I mean, that would just cost way too much money, right? How much money would you pay to put one house on a 30,000 square foot lot? Right. You're not giving them sort of full value for their dollar on that. You're like, well, I'm happy to have the house, but I'll give you a couple extra dollars for the land. There's 20,000 right. square feet I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. And can't use. And land's the high value part of the product. Only if it has potential use. Right. Yeah. It does not. So I think that more likely than not, it could sit there for a while because just as a a quick overview here, I don't see a lot of good potential use for that piece of land. What if someone were to make a Scooby-Doo theme park (laughs) on that land? It's zoned residential. You can't have commercial activity, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) My plan is ruined. (laughs) And I would have got away with it, too. (laughs) And I would have gotten away with it, too. (laughs) If it weren't for you rotten counselors. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's probably going to wrap things up for this episode. Thanks, Dave. Cool. Thanks for the question, Dave. Yeah, thank you very much, Dave. Good question, too. I learned something new about that Scooby-Doo house. Weird. That's really weird. All right. Until next time, that is episode... Oh. What? Uh, sorry. I. I uh, we should say the goodbye stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you did, please think about leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. We've been getting out to more and more people. These uh, these reviews you guys are leaving really, really help. Um, if you have any questions or feedback for us, you can leave them at feedback at morealestateshow.com. Uh, I've been Jeff McLennan. This is Matt Brabins and Jeremy Ray. Thank you guys very much. Bye. Okay, so we've been talking about having a movie night forever. When are we going to watch movies? Uh, we did, the whiteboard has a couple of movies, um, but Matt decided to watch Disaster Artist on his own. Okay, but you watched that too. And then I, wa- I was like, well, if Matt, I was waiting for all you guys to watch because I, I wanted to watch The Room and Disaster Artist. Right. Um, as a, uh, what do you guys call that in the industry? Double header? A double feature double feature yeah <laughs> double yeah so um but matt took it upon himself to watch it on his own so I okay i only watched half of it so you want to have a movie night i want to have a movie night and I, I have a tv i've yeah we all have tvs it's a matter of planning it it's not that we don't have the equipment yeah i mean the planning to do the room and the disaster artist was actually very difficult because you can't just rent the room you have to buy it yeah from, from he, tommy he only has it on his website and I just didn't want to do that. I don't actually want to give him any money. He seems crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay. we got boxers fit nice. Oh, did you try a pair? No. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, top three movies. What are your top three movies? Uh, wow. Empire oh, Records. I knew you were going to say that. Gross Point Blank. I love that movie. Every bumper is reference. Gross Point Blank's on your top. I do just really like it, but I happened to watch it repeatedly when it was released on like Movie Central or whatever in the 90s because I was trapped uh, in a 
place where I, I didn't really want to be living at the time. So it kept coming up on TV over and over. So I just kept watching it. I think it's my second favorite John Cusack movie. I like High Fidelity a lot. Yeah. Mm. For me, it's basically like anything Michael Bay does. Uh, <laughs> gold. Um, his direct, you know, his director skills You're are just, just really on point. Trying um, to get me to flip the table. His films are just, you know, they're just so underrated, uh, unappreciated. Um, some of the <laughs> some terrible, Jeff. Some of the uh, the the pyrotechnic work, um, the cinematography, it's just really. Which, which is your favorite Michael Bay movie, Jeremy? Transformers. Was that one? <laughs> That's one. <laughs> This episode I, I, is brought to you I'm by... I'm not a film grinding. guy, so coming up with my top three on the spot is really tough. But, I mean, if any listener hasn't figured out, Jeff is a film guy. So. I'm a film nerd. Naming naming three would be tough. I would say... SpongeBob movie? Uh, well, Pulp Fiction is my all-time favorite movie. Hmm. Over Fight Club. Wow. Fight Club is on the list as well. Those are all Mike Bays, right? Those are totally Mike... I hate you, Jeremy! <laughs> um, what's a third movie? Twelve Monkeys. I like Twelve Monkeys. That's a good movie. It's not on my pie top five. Um, I haven't seen Pie. Indiana Jones, Goonies. Indiana Jones and Goonies are great movies. Um, oh, you know what? It, my other favorite one used to be either American Beauty or <laughs> I, Usual Suspects. I knew you were going to Kevin Spacey, <laughs> but I, I feel like they're kind of ruined now. Uh, Don't let hashtags ruin your life. I. Yeah, it's just so upsetting. But th- but those those would have been my two. Yeah. And you're a yeah. big Shape of Water fan. I didn't like Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> What's a new movie that I saw that I liked? I liked um, Lady Bird was really good. It wouldn't That's make my top five. the billboards? No, that was good too, though, the billboards. Oh, yeah. What was that called? Three, three billboards. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but, you know, there was a three billboard. Do you billboards. have any real movies that you like? Uh, Spartacus. Um, That's the TV show three, or the original Spartacus? 300. Um, uh, Troy. Brave, brave Troy. Brave, 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 brave Troy. Heart, brave Troy. <laughs> Life Aquatica. I, I'm a big Bill Murray fan. Is, is Life Aquatic your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Is Wes Anderson in it? I don't know that. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't recognize. I can't. Him. I can't tell if you're. Was still he Aquaman mess- in that one? Yeah, he was Aquaman. Ah, <laughs> yeah. this is all making sense. Well, it was a prequel to Moving Water. No, Life of Water. What did I say? Shape, Shape of, water. of water. water. Yeah. Okay. Life of Aquatica was yeah. Steve Zissou story. Yeah. That's really great. Um, we have to stop talking about movies, or we're going to have an hour and a half episode, and no one's going to listen to it. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.